0: Morning, afternoon, or evening, for wherever you may be joining us from today, welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Jesus.
1: So, what do we do next? I don't know. We just keep on waiting. So, you just go find your seats for a little bit I've, I've got some stuff we're going to do at the end I don't have a really long but I'm just going to speak a few words to you and we have some church this is what we'll do at the end I know you want to know what's in the box we're going to do something at the end right here I believe God wants to anoint our minds everybody say anoint he wants to anoint our minds. And in Psalms 23 and 5, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you, you anoint my head with oil. And my cup runneth over. Say, he needs to anoint my head. So I want you just to take your hand, your finger. I don't know, some part of something. Just like, just put it on the side of your head. Say, God, I need this. I need your anointing, God, on my mind. You, Jesus. In Jesus' name, let the word go down deep. Say it, say it with me. In let deep. the word go down deep, or after me, sorry, after me. Let the word go down deep. Let the word go down deep. And, let and let it accomplish all the things that it needs to do. Needs to do. In, Jesus In Jesus' name. Amen. So, thou anointest my head with oil. So we're just going to stay here for a minute. And you guys had church and just in the presence of the Lord. He's so good. He's so faithful. The mind. I'm just going to talk about the mind and how we war against things in our mind constantly. Just do like this if you do that. Something that happens. Well, I got some big fat nods just going, yeah, that's me. So in warfare in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, 10, 3 through 5 says, this is the NLT, um, We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapon, not worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds of human reasoning. Everybody say human reasoning. reasoning. Say, I do that sometimes. And to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to them to obey Christ. We're going to read it in the King James Version. Maybe you know that a little better. For though, yes, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not, but sometimes we think they are, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down what? Do you have those? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Say, I need to do that. Pulling down strongholds, dealing with ideas and thoughts that are contrary to the thoughts of God. We can't think thoughts that are negative for us because that's not how he thinks about us the moment we do this we entertain a lie and we war against the purpose of God in our life say I don't want to do that that. Romans 8 and 6 says so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to leads to what ain't nobody want that But letting your spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Say, I need that. that. What do you need? We need life and peace in our life. The mind that is contrary to the mind of God sets us up for failure. Who wants failure? Like everybody goes to school, you go to college, you get a job. Who wants failure? Nobody. It cannot obey God is capable to do what is tended to do for us when we do those things. But we have to let the Spirit of God control us so we can have what? Life and peace. This is this little bit of life that we have here, and then one day we go somewhere else. Casting down imaginations. So what, what does that look like? Um, not accepting the devil's thoughts, Because, you know, he's just this, right? And do we ever believe it sometimes? Suggestions or visions. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't got nothing. What in the world? Why are you even doing this? The spiritual weapon that you need to use is a victorious over the enemy. We have to use the word of God. You must learn to activate. You've got to learn to get that in you and just fly above that. So you're not, you got to cast that down. You got to let go of that. Say, I need to let go of that. You must only accept imagination's thoughts that line up to what? To the Word of God. Say, I need this. This is what we line our life with. This is everything that I need is wrapped up in this, right? Because it has life and it has peace. So casting down imaginations. I just thought, what does that look like? So just if you can imagine with me, because I didn't have time to get this prop. So if I had like one of those tin cans and it kind of stood up to this high, casting down imaginations, I would have kind of, because casting down is a violent term. Everybody say violent. Violent. And when I think about violent, you're like, I'm moving out of that way. And so you have this trash can and you know, I thought about like what, what real thin glass, maybe like a Christmas ball or I don't know something that's really thin or maybe it needs to be thicker. I don't know. I've not tried it out, <clears throat> but casting down imaginations, like literally just like throwing that thing and just hearing it, boom, but a boom, but just whatever it's going to do right in there. Like that's just somehow I got to cast that imagination down because God is going to do something for me. He's got great things in store for me. I don't have to worry. Because that's the mind of God, right? So I got to wrap myself up in his thoughts, not those other thoughts. Say, that's not going to be me. When the word is being preached, that's sometimes what I do. I just say, that's not going to be me. That's going to be the O'Donnell family in Jesus' name. We need to have the mind of Christ. So casting down those imaginations. So I want you to do this right now because this is, you know, I can tell you all this and then you got to go home and deal with all this and somehow you got to learn this. It's a learning process. It's a constant learning thing. You don't just get woo and I'm, you know, but sometimes God does that woo thing and you get delivered, right? So what I want you to do is put your hand over your head, like kind of like this, where you're going to like take something from it okay? And I want you to cast it down. But what I need you to do is probably stand up. Now, if you can't stand up, don't worry. You can do a sit-in. But most people can stand up, stand up, okay? This is just like reenactment kind of thing, okay? Um, We're going to cast down imaginations. Now, if I know how to play a piano, I can make a little music for you while you cast it down. I don't know. What do you need? But what we're going to do is cast it down, okay? You've got some thoughts that you need to just be like... Did you hear that drop? Whoa, that was a big old drop because it was like, it was heavy, right? So what I want you to do on the count of three and whatever you need to do and nothing's right or wrong, it's just you and it's the things that you
0: need to cast down, right?
1: Okay, because like mine was big. I'm just casting that thing down, right? I can leave it here at the altar. Okay, so here we go. One, what time is it? Oh, we're good. Okay, one, two, three. I want you to cast down in Jesus' name. That's it. The thing that tells you you can't, you j- did you just cast that down? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 the thing that says, I don't know why you're coming to that church thing. You got to cast that thing down. I don't know why you're, you just better cast that down. Right? right. right? Because we're gonna te- see, I'm going to make it. See, I'm going, I'm going to a place yes. where the streets are cold. I can't wait to see my savior. Amen. <laughs> we're casting down those imaginations. So if you cast it down, why don't you sit down for a minute? In Mark 8, 14 through 21 says, remember, we need to have the anointed mind. But the disciples, okay, sorry. Mark 8, 14 through 21. Okay, this is really cool. I'm gonna tell you about this. This is where Jesus fed, the, not right here, but I'm gonna tell you about this. So Jesus fed the 4,000. Everybody put four fingers up five thousand i learn with visuals so like i I remember things right but if you don't don't worry because i'm still going to talk okay so four thousand he fed and he fed five thousand that's in the bible okay two different things okay here we go these guys were on the the boat and they just left something like one of those events okay mark 8 14 says he's gonna pop oh there you go but the disciples had forgotten to bring any food this, I, I mean, I get so excited when I hear these things and, and, and yeah, here we go. They had only one loaf of bread with them in the boat. As they were crossing the lake, Jesus warned them, watch out, be aware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. At this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought enough bread. What should they have done? Cast? Oh yes, I can't open my mouth. I do that a lot. Like, I can do it like that. There you go. Um, They had just seen all these things, okay? And he says, "Why are you arguing?" Okay, Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, "Why are you?" He already knew what they were saying. He's going, "Why are you arguing about having no bread?" Questions. Look at all these questions. Don't you know or understand even yet? How many more things do I have to do for you to understand? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? I thought they had a soft heart because they followed Jesus. But somehow it says, Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes and you can't see. Well, I'm putting my version. Can you see? Okay. You have ears. Can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? I don't know how nice or however he said it, but don't you remember anything at all in what I had done for you? I mean, did he preach or did he just say, don't you remember everything I have done for you? I don't even know what it would sound like. But what I would say would be like, don't you remember? Can't you see? Didn't you see what would happen? Why are you fussing? When I fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread, how many baskets were left over? Did you pick up afterwards? Twelve, they said. Twelve. I mean, like, did they go, (sighs) twelve? He's going to get us now. And when I fed the 4,000 with seven loaves, how many large baskets were left over? Did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand yet? He asked them. That's the part where they had to say, Cast that thing down. I got one loaf of bread. Everybody's going to have a pinch and we're going to be all right. Cast that thing down. So put your hand on your head because it's probably, this is for somebody at least. I don't know how many bodies, but it's for somebody. Cast that thing down. Say, I can't worry about that. Jesus warned them. Disciples were in fear mode. How does that happen? They become in fear mode, in a boat, only one loaf of bread, fearful about their lunch. Casting down imaginations, needing anointed mind. This is so good. If you don't write anything else, remember this. As you serve God and listen to God and do these things for God and everything that we do for the Lord. What does your imagination start with? Oh, no, sorry. Why does your imagination start with what you don't have? I'm telling you, this is for somebody, and you got to get a hold of it. Why is your imagination start with what you don't have? When God says, I stepped over here and I did everything. But your imagination somehow, some way comes in and says, I don't have that. God says, why? Why is your imagination? You got to cast down that thing. You got to get rid of that thing. Say, that's for me. Say, I need to do that. To the disciples, change the way you're thinking. When you have seen how much God has done for you. You know, there's always two trees. Didn't God have that too? In the back in the day, you know, he had two trees, right? One that was going to bring forth fruit and then one that was free will you have a free will God says I'm gentlemen I want you to serve me I want you to love me I want you to do those things for me I have great things for you but there's a choice say there's two trees trees. he gives you free choice why do you reason with God remember that I just fed the multitude Jesus is challenging their thinking has he ever challenged your thinking Look at your neighbor and smile. You don't even have to say that's me, but you can just smile, right? Like, look at somebody else and smile. God is always concerned about how you're thinking. God will do those things for you. He will do it. And so when I say that, I tell some, tell some people, I say, you need to say, I receive that. When I'm listening to preaching, I say, I receive that. God, you're going to take me to places. I don't even know the places. But you're going take me because I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but are you going to make a way. Right? I'm going to cast down every imagination that tries to come my way. Why is your reasoning in war with my world? That's another great thought. Why is your reasoning, your reason to understand? And God says, cast it down in my world. Don't reason with me. Make me the center it always comes out, two responses. It's love and fear are our response. Say love and fear. Love and fear. These realms have influence in how you think. You can come all act defeated, it, act it all messed up, but God says, I've got so many things for you. And yes, you're going to have to decrease, and he's going to increase. That means you might not have everything. So listen to this. This is so good. Peter, Matthew 16, 15. This is all in Matthew 16, 15 and a little bit further. So listen to this. This is Peter. Who had the keys to the kingdom? Peter, Okay. Peter had the keys to the kingdom. Then, here we go, we're going to read. Then he asked them, do, oh, let me post this thing. Oh, yeah. Do, but, who do, blah, blah, blah sorry, when he asked them, but who do you say I am? And then Simon Peter's like, oh, I know, I know. It's like, I don't know. Do they have like a, you know, a school room? <laughs> Here I am. I know. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And like when he said that, he must have had some kind of uh, with it, right? Because like he is the Messiah, the, you know, he's the king, right? And then Son of the link. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John. So in the same chapter, just a few verses down, Jesus tells his disciples that he's getting ready to suffer and die. Okay? This is the same chapter and a little bit further down. In Matthew 16, 22, So Jesus has already told them, I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die. These things are going to happen. He tells the disciples, listen to what Peter tells Jesus in the same chapter. He says in 1622 through 23, he says, but Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. First of all, I could never do that. I would take everything to Jesus in prayer. Okay. He wrote saying such things, heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. And Jesus in the same chapter, our Jesus, the one that we love, everybody love him? Like nod your head. You love him? Yes. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. And all I could imagine was studying. Oh, I might push over my mouth. I do that a lot. Um, okay. All I can imagine is him calling me Satan what have I done that you would say, I am not doing your will. You are a dangerous trap for me. He just told Peter. He gave him the keys and then he says, you're a dangerous trap for me. I said, I don't want to be that God. You are seeing things merely from the human point of view and not God's view. It doesn't say view. Not God. Not from God's. In the same Chapter. Everybody say that. In the same chapter, he gives him the keys, but then calls it Satan, because you got to cast down every imagination that comes. You don't let it dwell, and you don't let it leave in your house too long. Right, 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 right. When things come, sometimes in the midnight hour, or even this morning, I was opening the door, and you know how cold it is. I didn't care. Well, you know I'm hot natured, anyways. I said, Devil. You get on out of here. You ain't got no right. And everybody's probably sleeping around there, you know. Ain't nobody seeing me, but I don't care what time of day it is. I said, you ain't got no right. You better get on out of here. You try to come in with these thoughts, these things that telling me. And I said, that don't line up with the will of God. Not in my house. Everybody say, not in my house. You know that house walks around with you every day. You take that. And human reasoning comes in. And Peter, he says, get behind me. Your mind is not lined up to the mind of God. Fix your thing on me. Humanity, Peter, without Christ in the center. Jesus is truly the center of everything. Is he the center of everything in your life? Get behind me, Satan. Your mind is set on the intent of man. Instead, on Christ being the center. Ephesians says... Don't give place to the devil. In case you didn't know, it says don't give place to the devil. So you know that little act over there with the door? Don't give place to him. Get him on out. Paul's writing to the the church in Ephesus. He said, renew your mind. Inconsistent thoughts violate the purpose of your life. Inconsistent thoughts violate the purpose of your life. The enemy comes in. With patterns in your thought. And the enemy, the devil, creates a room. And you know what he does? He hides in there. He dwells in there. And he lives in there. If you allow it. The enemy will exalt ideas that war against the knowledge of God. And what are you going to do? Take your hand on up there. You got to cast it down. Put your hands together and say, I'm going to do that. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Satan has nothing on me. No part. My history declares the faithfulness of God. Does your history declare the faithfulness of God? My history declares the faithfulness of God. Now I've got to tell you one more little story. John the Baptist. This is something I studied and I said, wow, I'm glad you showed me this, God. John the Baptist, everybody know about John the Baptist? I know we only, it's 50, we're almost done. I'll just like skip over all my notes, but you gotta hear this John the Baptist thing. John the Baptist leaped in the womb, right? When Mary and Elizabeth got together, what did John the Baptist do? He leaped in the womb. What else did John the Baptist do? He was a forerunner of Jesus Christ. John the Baptist. He prepared the way of the Lord Who did he baptize? Everybody say, wow. He declared, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And then he also said, he must increase and I must decrease. I want you to read this with me. This And and pretty much I'm I'm almost done right here. 11, sorry, Matthew 11, one through six. This was so, so great to have this just come in my mind and I hope it blesses you right this minute. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and preach in their cities. What was Jesus doing? Teaching and preaching. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, Where was John? He was in prison. I don't think that's my phone. I think I turned it off. Okay, here we go. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two disciples. He sent his two disciples and said to him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Now, this is the response. This is so good. Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell who? Did Jesus go back and tell him? Mm. Jesus says, go and tell John. Do you think, like, like I wonder if we would have had counseling or, can, 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 we, can we chat for a minute? Do you think that maybe you should go tell John? Should you, Jesus, like, do you, do you just want to think about that for a minute? Do you think you should go tell John? Go and tell John the things which you, have, which you hear and you see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor <clears throat> have the gospel preached to them. That's what Jesus told John to do. Or no, told his disciples. Go back and tell John. Where was John? Listen to this last verse. I didn't want you to see it till now. And blessed, he, he, this is all Jesus telling, go tell John this, okay? I want you to get this. This was so good. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. John, how did you make it? How did you make it? You had done everything for Jesus. You have done everything. You have given up everything. You went to the wilderness. They've probably thought, that's a crazy man. But somehow they got to him and they wanted to be baptized by John. John, you did all. You gave up all and you went into that wilderness. And you baptized so many. And Jesus says, you go tell John, I got to be about my father's business. What did John think? Did he have an anointed mind in that prison? It doesn't really say. Does he have an anointed mind in that prison? To say, is Jesus going to come tell me this? He said, no. He said, to send us, to tell you. How do you cope with that? How do you cope with that? How did you do it, John? How did you do it? How did you get rid You had to leave everything. You were in prison. You had done everything for the king. Everything. And somehow you decide you have a right for certain things. And John says, Blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Somehow, John received the word in prison before he's gonna be beheaded. Don't be offended. I know it doesn't feel so good, but don't be offended of me. The struggle in your mind is real. People go to bed tired and wake up tired. Reason you wake up tired is you got sleep but you didn't get rest and God says I want to give you rest and so why don't we have the music come up here and you know I'm about to finish I believe that God is going to touch and deliver people in their mind in Jesus name your mind has been in turmoil all night long your body's asleep but your mind is tired up in warfare the mind is a battleground out of the mind worry out of this The battleground out of it, worry you to death, stress you out, break you down, and make you quit. Say, that's not going to be me. You got to receive the word and say, that's not going to be me. That the devil. He's all about that mind. Remember, put your hand up, put your hand up, cast that thing down. He tell you all these amazing things. And sometimes they're so amazing, you believe them. Working to make you give up on your dream to fight is you gotta fight the fight the good fight of faith your fight is in your mind cast it down if you allow the devil to get into your mind he will wear you out say that won't be me we need the peace of God that passes all understanding you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you on you My mind is going to stay on him, and it's going to have perfect peace. And when I say that, you need to say, I receive that. Promise of perfection, peace. If my mind is stayed on you. (laughs) Not God's plan for you to be troubled in your mind. It's not God's plan for you to be frustrated in your mind. Be anxious for what? A lot of things? Nothing. In James, it says, receive with meekness the engrafted word. Okay, I'm sorry. I should say that up there. James, yes, that one right there. Um, Receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. The engrafted word is the word that sticks to your spirit. Plant it in your heart. The word of God, the will, the word of God will calm you down. Because you won't cast that imagination out. The word of God will save you. Say, that's me. Won't you just stand up right now? I kind of told you I was finished. It's one minute before 12. And I have something for everybody in this box. I know, how can it all fit in here? But listen to this. This is my last thing, and I'm kind of going to read this a little bit, and then I'm going to instruct you what to do. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runneth over David in Psalms, it says, I'm not going to read that. I just want to tell you something. Everybody stand in if you can. The power of the Lord's going to be here, and he's going to deliver some minds. David compared himself to a sheep in relationship with what God does on our behalf. I want to tell you about a sheep real quick while you're standing. We're going to finish this together. Sheep faces various enemies, wild animals like lions bears, and wolves. David knew firsthand about that because as a young shepherd boy, he had opportunities and instances to kill some of those wild animals to protect the flock. But sheep face other enemies that we don't think about. And who are we? We are like sheep. These enemies are sometimes so small. These creatures make a sheep's life miserable. Small creatures are flies, mosquitoes, gnats, something called, they call it like the nasal fly. Sheep especially troubled by the nose fly or the nasal fly. These flies attempt to lay eggs on the damp mucus membrane of a sheep's nose. I know if some of you are grossed out this is what it says and this is what happens if successful if if that thing lands and it's successful guess what happens eggs are hatched in just a few days form a small slender worm like lava we're in science class work their way up to the sheep's nostrils into the sheep's head who are we like cause severe irritation to the sheep for relief from the pain that the sheep is facing it often beats his head against a tree how's that feel when you allow things to go in and you haven't cast them They rub their necks on rock. This causes great pain for the sheep, causing some sheep to lose their mind. When sheep began to see, when the shepherd begins to see this sign, he smears oil all over the sheep's head. Once the oil has been applied, not two days later, once the oil has been applied. Everybody say once. Once. The oil has been applied. There is an immediate change in the animal's behavior. Not in, not like
0: like two hours.
1: It said immediate. Immediate change. Say, I need that. Aggression, no. Aggravation is gone. Irritableness is gone. All because the oil was applied. The sheep will lie down. And what is it going to do? It's going to lie down and rest. Where there's been no rest. (laughs) The oil, that anointed oil, God has it for you today. Some of you need to experience that oil of anointing. It needs to rest. You need to declare it over your mind. Jesus is about to bring healing, restoration, and deliverance over your mind. And you know what? If I was listening to whoever, I'd be like, I received that. So, what we're going to do is, if you need help with your mind, (laughs) we just come on up because I have something for you. I want to show them. Let them all come and Then we're going to do Everybody come on up. Everybody needs one of these. Remember, I have one for everybody. So, just come on up. Just get up tight, like get up close. Just don't look up my nose, but just get up close. <laughs> you know how everybody tells you to get up close, you're like, oh, what I see, you don't mean to be close. Remember, the shepherd is here <laughs> to help you. And we are sheep. So in here. Thank you, Nadria, wherever she is. We've taken these, and every pastor has prayed over these. And I believe deliverance is going to happen over your mind. They're like little, some stained, whatever oil. It's all oil, right? That anointing oil that I need. I mean, like maybe I need to take a few extra. <laughs> because, oh, how I need Him. As the devil says, it's not going to happen for you. How are you going to be able to make it? How are you going to do it? The devil's a big mouth. And I'm telling you, I want you to take this prayer cloth and I want you to put it in your pillow. And I'm telling you something is going to happen. But I believe as we hand them out right now, as pastor, these pastors hand them out. Pastor Ray. I want everybody to get one first. Brother Mark went on, that sheep. It was instantly, instantly. That's what it happened. Instantly. Instantly. I know I have it all on my head, but I want you to do this right now in the power of the name of Jesus. We're going to pray right now. I want you to lay that cloth over your head. Every person. This is an altar just for you. Put it over your mind and declare over your mind right now. The anointing of the oil is
0: flowing over my mind and my destiny, my purpose, my plan, and my life. In Jesus' name, it is falling. The rain of the Lord is falling. He's going to touch your mind. That's it. The tears are falling. That's it. Come on. That's it. That's the Spirit of the Lord. We need Him. I need Him in my life. There are going to be great things that happen. There will be things that happen. He will put me with the right place at the right time, with the right people, He will provide. When I don't see how He can provide, He will do it. 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 He can't do those things. He can't do those things. He can do those things. He can do those things. He will do it. He will do it. Put it over your mind and pray, and then declare victory over their mind in the name of Jesus I thank you for it we cast down imaginations in Jesus name I declare God for what you will do I declare it in the name of Jesus healing deliverance and restoration will happen in my life will happen in my in Jesus' name. That's it. That's it. That's it. I can feel it. I can feel it being lifted off of you. I can feel the change. I can feel them being lifted off of you. He's restoring that all oh, is flowing down. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you might be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church, and you'll find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. We thank you for your support. Have a wonderful week, and God bless.